Trigger warning. This podcast contains many references and depictions of actual biblical events and satirical articles that often insult the left. This may be disturbing to some people, mainly liberal snowflakes. Therefore, viewer discretion is advised. This week on the Weekly Encouragement. Every single day of our lives, we get a new set of 24 hours to be the people that God calls us to be. Actually, we only get 20 hours, or we only get like 16 hours because of a stupid thing called sleep, but yeah. Who needs sleep when you can be spreading God's word? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think sleep was part of the sin curse. People didn't have to sleep before that. I think we could have the voices to put somebody to sleep. Yeah. Now lay down and close your eyes. Relax your body. Think of a happy place. This is the first point to be made, and the first action to be taken is to pull ourselves together. If we are all going to be destroyed by an atomic bomb, let that let that bomb, when it comes, find us doing sensible and human things. Praying, working, teaching, reading, listening to music, bathing the children, playing tennis, chatting to, your, to our friends over a pint, and a game of darts. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> Not huddled together like... Frightened sheep and thinking about bombs. Yes, social distance. Jupiter and Saturn fined for not obeying social distancing. The Journalist's Guide to Reporting on Politicians. Greetings, fellow journalists. Reporting on politicians is hard. There are so many standards floating around out there. Single standards, double standards. Researchers say they are close to making a breakthrough on triple standards. Moderna vaccine rejected since it also works on white people. We hope you'll join us. There is a podcast beyond that which is known to man. It is as vast as 40 episodes and timeless as a year. It is the middle ground between Christianity and comedy. Between prodigy and asinine fatuity. And it lies between the pit of man's sins and the summit of his humor. This is the Weekly Encouragement Podcast. The whole podcast is basically just one big blooper. <laughs> we'll be talking specifically about the blooperiest moments. So, Is blooperiest even a word? Probably not, but it is now. I think we should be on... Joe Biden's cabinet. <laughs> Secretaries <laughs> of Astonai Fatuity. Okay, here we go. Hello. Welcome, <laughs> welcome to the weekly encouragement. This so, week we are going to be talking about the wonderful book of Philippians. Yes. Um, it's pop. Pro- it's pop- probably my uh, favorite book of the Bible. My favorite is probably Hezekiah. Yeah, I've heard of that. I've just never read it before. <laughs> Me neither. There's a ton of Old Testament books that I've never heard of before well, until today. Hezekiah is one of those books that you hear about it, but you never read it yeah. because it doesn't exist. Yeah. What? <laughs> Hezekiah doesn't exist. <laughs> you didn't know that? No.
All right, enough of that. Let's get on with the show. Plus, I'm a terrible whistler. Hello, and welcome to the Weekly Encouragement, where we are dumb, the Babylon Bee is king, and Santa Claus was accused of quid pro quo for giving gifts to children in exchange for good behavior. Wait, 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 wait. That sounds familiar. Didn't we do that one already? I think we did that one in the trailer. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was it. Well, hello, and welcome to the Weekly Encouragement. Yeah, Merry Christmas edition. Christmas edition, yes. The week of Christmas. I'm currently wearing the Christmassiest shirt I own, which is just a red shirt that has Magellan on it. I am wearing a Home Alone button-up shirt, a Merry Christmas sparkly tie. (laughs) Very nice. Um, Let's see. So the thing we teased about last week that we would do this week, we um, aren't doing this week. Because it's we, in the room. Um, it's not going to be in the room that it happens this week. It's going to be a room. It's going to be in the room that it happens the next week. Yes, this week it's in the two rooms that it happens, and next week it's going to be in the one room. Hopefully, is why we delayed it, so it could be in one room. Yeah. So but it'll be back. Yes. Like before. Well. It, that means that next week we will probably be back in person, maybe. Yeah. Although we said that last week and the week before, so if any of you want to be in that room, you can email us. We're looking for co-hosts, so sure Are you we? can. If you anybody wants to be a guest on the show, and you're acceptable as a guest, which I mean, compared to us, pretty much anybody is, but. <laughs> You have to fill out your application, at least 2,000 words. There'll be, there'll be an interview process where we test your knowledge of Babylon B articles. Yes, that will be very critical. Um, yes. And your ability to sound dumb behind the mic. Yes, that is your asinine fatuitous rating. Everyone who applies to be a guest will have to pass an asinine fatuitous test. No one can reach our level of asinine fatuity. No, but you have to be at least 5% of us. Yes. Which is still pretty hard to be, but yes, I'm sure somebody out there can do it. So we're ready for the quiz Christmas, Christmas, not really random question. Yeah, it's the premeditated question for the Christmas episode. So, ERQ in the first degree. Um, What is your favorite holiday candies? Mm. What about Uh, the um, Reese's trees? mm. Or the Little little Debbie tree cakes? Yeah, those are amazing. We are coming up remarkably blank on this one. Um, if anybody has an answer to that, you can email us at the random email four and five at gmail.com. And what are your favorite? What's your favorite holiday tradition that your family does every year? Probably the thing with um, something called a birthday, which seems like a strange celebration because it's celebrating getting older, but. Yeah, that one's always fun. Favorite Christmas tradition? Oh, it has to be a Christmas tradition. I thought you were talking about holiday tradition. I mean, 
if one of us, if it's one of our birthdays, it's automatically holy because we're, we've got, we're, I'm in a room of white. I've got light mm. shining all around me. This was black before I walked in here. So, yeah. Walk in there, angels start singing. <laughs> yes. You, you've even Thanks. got a light shining behind you. Yeah. I think Sorry, my... podcast people, you can't hear this, see this. <laughs> I think my favorite tradition is a Christmas Eve box. So every year my mom puts together this like little Christmas themed treasure chest. And that usually has like matching pajamas for us all, a board game, some ornaments, some like custom ornaments that have our names on it. Um, and some little toys and stuff like that. Interesting. And we open it every Christmas Eve. Interesting. So what do you do on Christmas, Adam? Um, we rant about how he should never listen to Eve. They know the apples, kids. Don't eat fruit that's offered to you by a snake. That's just why. That's just common sense. Why would anyone do that? Why would you why would be you, within ten feet of the snake? Why would you talk to the snake? Yeah. I don't know. Don't do apples, kids. I mean, look look at w- what the world is like now. That two people did apples. <laughs> Sad. Now we're all doing apples. I mean, now they're even saying that the that apples keep the doctors away. I mean, you kind of need a doctor to stay healthy. Look what you're doing to yourself, people. Whatever that fruit was invented doctors. They're, they didn't need doctors before that. That's true. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. And then here's another tradition that I think everybody does. Um, You don't sleep at all on Christmas Eve. And you get up out of bed just maybe 4 o'clock in the morning, wake your parents up, go open presents, go back to sleep. Hmm. That's interesting. Um, trying to think of something we do that would be interesting. Oh, yes. We started a tradition this year. We have the first ever golf on the shelf. Hmm, nice. We have three. Ours is a golf on the shelf, like a dolphin on a shelf. Oh, a dolphin on the shelf. Dolph on the shelf. Dolph on the shelf. What's that? It's something we made up. We have a stuffed dolphin and we put it on the shelf. Mm, That was a fireplace. Okay, what are we talking about this week? Um, We're talking about a Christmas-themed Bible segment in the next segment. Yes. We need to actually do the random question segment, though we have not done much yet. Um, Do you have any favorite Christmas socks? Socks or songs? Yes. Socks, like on your feet. Not really. I mean, I wear. I just wear your average Joe socks every day. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't. My Christmas socks are no socks because we walk barefoot in the house anyway, so. Yeah. Skin socks, I guess.
You know, I was thinking this week, if Jesus is the reason for the season, I mean, if Jesus is responsible for winter and it doesn't snow, I mean, how could you believe in God if that when that happens? I mean, that's that's my question. It's supposed to snow on Christmas Eve in Kingsport and Gray and um, what in the Kingsport and like the Tri Cities area. I guess that would make it easier. Yeah, I heard about that. There's like an eighty percent chance. I don't know if it's changed or not. Yeah. Yeah, it would be kind of neat to get a dusting on Christmas. That would be fun. Yeah. No idea why. It's I mean, no, no. It's not going to snow anymore. It's going to rain. That's what I thought. It was snow. What in the world happened to the snow? Come on. No. COVID killed the snow. COVID killed the snow and turned it into rain. Dep- yes. Depressing rain. Yes. Gosh. It's all this global warming. Global warming isn't real, William. Gosh. Oh, I forgot. I'm sorry. I'm a heretic. The icebergs just decided to melt. Yeah. They identify as water now. And they'll probably freeze again at some point, too. (laughs) Well, it's going to be a 2020 Christmas. It was going to look like it was not going to be a 2020 Christmas, but then they changed it to 2020 (laughs) Christmas. No, this was the 2020th Christmas of all. It was a letdown Christmas. It wasn't just a normal Christmas. It was a letdown Christmas. Mm-hmm. Very 2020-like. Mm-hmm. On the bright side, though, it's almost over. Although 2021 isn't going to be much better. but Yeah, COVID ain't just going to end after the ball drops on Times Square. No. They just need to put all the COVID underneath that ball so squish it and kill it. Yeah. Although Wait, all could, the people who have COVID or just all the COVID cells in the world? No, no, no. Just the COVID. Just the COVID. How does that work? I have no idea. We have, they, should, they should do that. We have gone down a rabbit hole. How do we get from Christmas socks to COVID Christmas? I don't even know where I got Christmas socks from. That doesn't even make any sense. What, what would socks have anything to do with Christmas? Songs have a lot to do with Christmas. Yeah. We will get to that at some point. We're not exactly sure when, probably after the weekly rant. But um, it might become part of the weekly rant. I don't know. But, yeah, so. I got nothing else. I'm stuck here. Um, yeah, I'm stumped too. So I guess we'll move on to the main segment where we'll All right, we'll about- see you with the jet segment otherwise known as the jesus is king segment yes we'll see you with that hello and welcome to the jick segment that stands for jesus is king yes for those just for those of you who didn't know right like that person again that skipped through the random question for whatever reason yes so this week we're going to be talking about a devotional that I found on version that is titled Merry and Bright Celebrating Christmas Every Day. That can't be corny in the least. <laughs> Not even possible. And so um, we're going to be doing day se- the day seven part of it titled Believe in the Magic of Christmas. It starts with oh, a quote. Oh yeah, this, this is completely original. Nothing corny here. Yeah, yeah. 
It uh, starts with a quote by Charles Dickens that says, I will honor Christmas in my heart and try to keep it all year. So this week is going to be about how we should act like it's Christmas all year. Now, I'm not talking about wearing Christmas sweaters in July and singing Christmas carols in August. Which you can do if you want, though. Yeah, but if you sing a Christmas carol in August, I think you should be arrested because it should be illegal. Yes, yes. If you ever sing a Christmas carol before Thanksgiving, it you should be arrested. I mean, there's the different there. There's you can say. I mean, I can tolerate Christmas in July, in the sense that like one or two days somebody uses it as a marketing technique. But yeah. like Christmas in November is what bothers me. Yeah. In July, it's kind of like, oh, okay, nice. But in November, like it's like... Got their, yeah. Walmart's got their Christmas decorations out on Halloween. Yeah, like, that's what bothers me. Like, yeah. W- what about Thanksgiving? You, like, just forgot Thanksgiving and Pearl Harbor Day and... Everybody. Veterans Day and... Which is Pearl Harbor Day and Veterans Day are the same day, I think. But you get the point that... Yeah. So don't forget Thanksgiving, people. All right, I'll stop ranting about that. So (laughs) So let's jump in and start reading here. So there's something magical about this time of year. Even if people struggle because of this holiday season, they still have hope that somehow and in some way this year will be different. And boy, has it been different. But the the real magic is not in the festivities surrounding this sacred holiday. It is in the living for something beyond ourselves. Oh, that's my cue. Sorry. Yeah. As we go into as we go into January and the following months, we can carry the ideas in this plan with us by being intentional. Decorations will come down, and ugly Christmas sweaters will be stowed away. But the warmth of Christmas time brings can. But the warmth Christmas time brings can remain. We just have to make an effort to be the people from January through October that we find ourselves being in November and December. Okay, I already ranted about that. Basically, what that saying is, you need to be nice and loving like you are in November, December, you know, in January through October. In November, <laughs> there's a perfect example for for this. So there's a story that during World War One or two, I can't remember, that the Allies and the Axis were fighting in the trench, but on Christmas Day they laid down their weapons and play like soccer together in no man's land and exchange rations as gifts and all that but then the very next day they went back to killing each other yeah and from a secular standpoint you can see something foolish in that but i think there's really something to the point of that even apart from what it shows like how we talk about in mere christianity that people realize that there is a God, whether they admit it or not very often. And there's that, but there's also just something about what Christmas can do to people. Even Mm -hmm. when one day before they were fighting each other, there's still the humanity that God has given us that we realize that fighting each other is bad. And yes, that's something we have to do or don't really have to do, but that's something we're doing anyway. But Stuff like that can help us realize that we don't need to do that. And I'm not trying to be a pacifist here. That wasn't my point, although 
I didn't really make a very good point there. So, so I think the point of that story is um, how I'm going to use that story is we don't need to lay down our weapons and stop killing each other just for one day out of every year. We need to, we need to lay down our weapons and be friends and loving with each other all year round. Yeah, not killing each other sounds good all year round. Yeah. Generally speaking. You know, be nice all year round. Yeah. Like on yeah. December 26th, um, don't go back to hating each other just because Christmas is over. Yeah. Yeah, and I feel like there's something I should say about that, but I can't think of anything, so we'll keep moving on. <laughs> yeah. The most powerful thing we can do to keep our hearts alive and thriving this year. <laughs> I think we should keep our hearts alive because that would be very important to live. Yeah. Is to cultivate a heart of gratitude. St. Francis of Assisi. It sounds like Cassanine. <laughs> it is in giving that we receive. Ah, there it is. When, when we give, we actually receive. I didn't know that. I hadn't heard that. Yeah, I've never heard of that before. But this is this is not the least bit corny at all. I mean, I there's know. nothing corny in this. I think we every- don't have to wait until the Christmas season to make a difference in someone's life. When we open our palms up to heaven, like a charismatic Christian, and release the grip on the things we tend to idolize, we become a conduit that God uses to impact others. Becoming a conduit just sounds painful somehow. Like... <laughs> you're constantly being getting shot and then you're impacted. Then God uses you to impact others. Sounds even worse in that context context. It just sounds like, yes, we're charging you up with electricity and then throwing you at somebody. Good luck. Yeah. That guy too. What if the, okay. So, when we open our palms up to heaven and release the grip on the things we tend to idolize, we become a conduit that God uses to impact others. What if the blessings we receive on earth were meant to be turned around to bless others? That's my cue, isn't it? So, <laughs> we need to work on note. that. Yeah. Help the no- write the note, help the friend, send the text, visit the sick, serve the church, give the flowers, plan the dinner, donate the money, and buy the gift. You know, I could see a lot of cases where taking one of those and putting it in a certain font could make it sound really weird. Mm-hmm. Lots of those could do that. Right, what give, note? Nope, what friend? I, ha- I have no friend. Give the flowers. <laughs> give Donate. the flowers. Plan the dinner. Visit the sick. Don't do that, people, unless you're a non-cowardly person. Yeah, you don't want to visit the sick this year. Yeah. Well, you do, but don't. Wear a hazmat suit. Yeah. Take a shower in Lysol before, during, and after. Maybe not during, but... Yeah, that'd be weird. But seriously, though, yeah. Visit the sick, just don't be Stay sick. 15 feet away. Visit the sick, don't be the sick. Yeah. Whatever method you use to bring intentionality to your day, use it. 
If you're a calendar keeper, choose a day each week to incorporate the suggestions. If you're a list person, put a reminder on certain days to prompt you. If you leave notes around your office or home, put them in places you'll see every day. Every single day of our lives, we get a new set of 24 hours to be the people that God calls us to be. Actually, we only get 20 hours, or we only get like 16 hours because of a stupid thing called sleep. But yeah, that's a, who needs sleep when you can be spreading God's word? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think sleep was part of the sin curse. People didn't have to sleep before that. Sleep is just a waste of a third of your day, really, when you think about it. Yeah. Or but I guess sleep it's the. Sleep deprivation can cause, like, death. Yeah, but I mean... Like, something called death. I mean, like, the sin curse brought about the fact that you have to sleep without yeah. having problems. Yeah. So, anyway. Every single day of our lives, we get a new set of 24... We get a new set of 16 hours to be the people that God calls us to be. The people who are kind, generous, thoughtful, social, thankful, and fully devoted to following Jesus all year long. So there's a call to action here. You know, have you heard the saying, it takes 21 days to make a habit? Yes. Or to break a habit? So for the next 21 days, start your day by listing at least five things that you're thankful for. And notice the difference in yourself after doing this. So, you know, when you wake up, grab a piece of paper, write down five things you're thankful for. I'm thankful for food, my house, my family, um, my car. Um, you have a car? What? No, just average things. Toy car. I'm sorry, I messed up there. Toy car. And then you just, you know, you write that down. Think about those things that you're thankful for, and you know, for 21 days, and you'll see a difference. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that was kind of short, but it was yeah pretty packed. And I, when I'm joking around with it about it being corny, we've talked about this before, but a lot of things that are corny, it's really important to try to cover them, not because you want to repeat the same stuff that they've been repeated about, but because because they're so corny and people overuse them and frivolously, I, I guess you could call it, that the true meaning of them that actually has value often gets overlooked because one it's either too corny and people don't want to do it or people do it in the corny way and don't actually really get anything from it just put the put people to sleep and we have the benefit of our voices not being anywhere near the kind that could put anybody to sleep but um yeah we're, we try to not avoid the corny principles, but go to them and make them not corny anymore. That probably didn't make any sense, but I think we could that. have the voices to put somebody to sleep. Yeah. Now lay down and close your eyes. Relax your body. Think of a happy place. Um. Well, <laughs> okay. <laughs> um. Let's see. Thank you. Thank you very much. You yes. can listen to that whenever you're struggling to sleep. 
I will cut that out and make it a blooper. <laughs> For our upcoming anniversary episode, which will be the week after next, probably. Or maybe it'll be next week. We're not yeah, sure yet. next week. Okay, next week. So... Stay tuned yeah, for that next week. It's actually this Sunday. Yeah, but I don't know when we're doing the episode. But either next week or the week after. So yeah, something like that. You can tell we have absolutely nothing planned out. So one, the one thing we did have planned though is that we're going to publish this on Christmas, and I think we will actually be able to do that. So okay, so when you're listening, this is probably Christmas. But we're recording this on, like, the Tuesday before Christmas. So. Yeah. So think back on Tuesday and think at 3.57 p.m. on Tuesday, December 22nd, 2020, there were two teenagers in a Zoom meeting talking to you directly in the future. That sounds creepy. <laughs> Oh, right, I might have moved that one bit. There's a monster under your bed. I always wondered, were you saying, and it's me, or and it's mean? Me as in it was you, or mean as in it was not nice? Whatever you want. Because I can't <laughs> remember. <laughs> that, that makes it even more creepy, because we don't know what it means. Is it Andrew, or is it a mean monster? Or is it both? Ooh, a mean Andrew. Ooh, mm. that sounds like you, you haven't seen Angry Andrew. No, you haven't. I haven't. Well, you have, I guess. But yeah. All right. Well, I guess that was the end of the very brief Jesus is King segment, otherwise known as Jet, otherwise known as the M A I N segment. Otherwise known as the state containing Augusta segment, minus the E. I just confused myself. We'll see you with the weekly rant. We confuse ourselves even more. Yeah. See you with the weekly rant. Um, Hello and welcome to the weekly rant. Otherwise known as the William rant. Rant, 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 rant. I didn't know I put the rant music in this early. Or wait, no. Yeah, I did. Rant, 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 rant. Sounds funny. I don't know. But anyway, this week we are talking about something about as non christmas as you can imagine. Again, a non-corny title from a non-corny place I found. Find solace in faith over fear. Very original, but still a good thing here. So, the pandemic that our world is facing is something unlike we've ever seen. We have ever seen, with the recent boom in our technological capability and the mobility of each person on the globe, the novel coronavirus reached the level of a global crisis at the at an astronomical speed. Ecclesiastes one nine says, "What has been will be again. What has been done will be done again. There is nothing new under the sun." Yes, you're right. COVID-19 is new and unknown. Fear, however, is not. Every age of humans has dealt with fear. Fear is a fundamental characteristic of humans that live in a fallen world. Throughout history, tribes and nation states have lived in fear and 
anticipation of many different things threatening them at that specific moment in the hit story of mankind. I believe C.S. Lewis put it best when he wrote on living in an atomic age. Lewis reminds the reader how many serious threats humanity has faced in the past, whether it be the threat of Viking invasion, the plagues in 16th century London, or nuclear bombs. Fear has been known in every age. As Christians, if we believe that God is the creator of the universe, then we can't have faith that he has a perfect plan for each of our lives. Through this time, we must choose to live in faith rather than fear. Again, a very non-corny ending. Mm-hmm. So, On Living in an Atomic Age by C.S. Lewis. This was written in 1948, I believe. Um, the new atomic bomb came out. People were panicking, more or less understandably, as we'll see, but... This is a really, you would think it was written right now, really. Mm-hmm. The Ecclesiastes 1.9 is very um, applicable here. So mm-hmm. you want to start reading that? Yeah. In one way, we think a great deal too much about the atomic bomb. How are we to live in an atomic age? I am tempted to reply... Why, as you would have lived in the 16th century when when the plague visited London almost every year, or as you would have lived in a Viking age when raiders from Scandinavia might land and cut your throat any night, or indeed, as you are living in an age of cancer, an age of syphilis, an age of paralysis, an age of air raids, an age of railway accidents, an age of motor accidents. I sure gave you the easy paragraph there. Yeah. In other words, do not let us begin by exaggerating the novelty of our situation. Believe me, dear sir or madam, you and all whom you love were already sentenced to death before the atomic bomb was invented, and quite a high percentage of us were going to die in unpleasant ways. We had, indeed, one very great advantage over our ancestors in the form of anesthetics, but we have that still. It is perfectly ridiculous to go about whippering and drawing long faces because the sciences have added one more chance of painful and premature death to a world already bristled with such chances and in which death itself was not a chance at all, but a certainty. This is the first point to be made, and the first action to be taken is to pull ourselves together. If we are all going to be destroyed by an atomic bomb, let that let that bomb, when it comes, find us doing sensible and human things. Praying, working, teaching, reading, listening to music, bathing the children, playing tennis, chatting to your, to our friends over a pint and a game of darts. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> Not huddled together like frightened sheep and thinking about bombs. Yes, social distance. Yes. Yes. They might break our bodies. <laughs> A microbe can do that, but they do not dominate our minds. We are living in unprecedented times, sort of. No one can dispute this. Even during these times of uncertainty, though, we can have peace in knowing that this pandemic has not caught God off guard. I'll end it here. You can read the entire article. It will be in the show notes. Mercury 1, which, oddly enough, is a church of some sort it seems but yeah that's what we are talking about in the weekly rant um that little essay i suppose you could call it by c.s lewis um that's yeah that that was circling around a lot in the early stages of the pandemic but i think it's really 
important to talk about it now too, but um, there's just so much. I mean, coronavirus is not really getting any better at all. Even with the vaccine now coming out, it takes a while to distribute such, such things. And even then a lot of people aren't going to want to take the vaccine. So there's still a lot of stuff to be happening with coronavirus, but I think this is really one thing we need to think of because coronavirus is just one more way for us to die. Uh, mm -hmm. I mean, as Christians uh, or as not Christians, we know we're going to die eventually unless the Lord comes back before, of course. But um, like he says, death is not chance. It is a certainty. Um, I, again, of course, unless the Lord comes back first. But just because there is, like he says, one more way for us to die, m maybe even unpleasantly, but that's just one more chance it's not i mean i mean yeah there i mean there's cancer there's murder car accidents um i'm not sure a lot of people ride trains anymore but yeah i um, mean subway yeah i read I a mean, study a couple months ago and it was just it was saying that when you go out and get in your car to drive to somewhere, if you're wearing a mask and not like getting in people's faces and shouting at them, the worst, you have a much like tons greater chance of dying in the car on the way to the store rather than dying of getting coronavirus at the store. Yeah. And I think that's really something to really think about with this, that Even among all the other ways to die, coronavirus is still not that big of a threat. I'm not saying to go lick doorknobs, but we just, especially as Christians, we don't need to be worrying about it. As Christians, we don't need to fear death, not like in a suicidal way, but in, like Paul says, for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. Again, not like suicidal, but when you think about it, we really have nothing to lose by dying while we're here on earth. Our, our life should be focused on serving God and blah, blah, blah. But we really, death isn't really that bad when you think about it because it just means we get to be with God. Again, I'm not saying you should commit suicide, but you know, as Christians, we don't have to worry about that. We don't really have to worry about anything. Not, not to say you shouldn't care about stuff, but you get to try to keep that. yourself alive, but if you die, don't don't freak out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's death is inevitable. So. Right? Yeah, that's that's really don't the whole point. Try to get yourself killed, but yeah, that's that's really the whole point. And you said it in one sentence, and I took ten rants to do it. But <laughs> anyway, that is the end of the weekly rant rant drop. All right, so. See you with the next segment. Hello and welcome to the Weekly Encouragement Coronavirus Christmas Song Edition. Where we will start off with me asking Andrew. Andrew, what is your favorite Christmas song? Ooh, um, let's see. Um, I, I really like um, Little Drummer Boy by... I like um, King and Country's version. Okay. 
Now, I ask you to improvise a coronavirus version of that song. Hmm. We need some kind of music here for something. Let's see here. Stay away, they told me. Stay six feet away. I have no mask to wear. That's all I can come up with. <laughs> now, you're supposed to ask me the same thing. Uh, no, so this is a game. Okay, what's your favorite Christmas song? Let's see. I've always been fond of the first Noel. I probably shouldn't sing it for you, so I'll just... The first COVID came from China, I guess. And haunts the streets of everywhere now for reasons unknown. Yeah, that was terrible. Yours made up for mine. Well, I was able to come up with one, though. I won't even try to sing it because it would be terrible. It would probably break my microphone. But... Andrew, you want to attempt it? What, a little town? Yes. A little town of Bethlehem COVID edition. A little town of Wuhan, China, how still we see thee lie. Above thy deep and fervish sleep, the silent stars go by. I don't know the tune to the rest of the songs. Oh, little town of Wuhan, China, how still we see thee lie in quarantine. Above thy deep and feverish sleep, the silent stars go by. That hurts my own ears to listen to myself do that. But, <laughs> but yet all your, but yet all of your streets are empty, both day and night. The germs and fears of all the years erupt from thee tonight. I'm neither a writer nor a singer, but I'm much worse at singing, so. <laughs> I'm, I'm even terrible at reading, too, but let's see. Um, I mean, if you have a favorite COVID song you want to share with us, you can email us at email 4 and 5 at gmail.com. One more we've got here. There's a virus in the air. There's a COVID in the sky. That's the best we could come up with. Wear a masky, maskless gentleman. All right. Well, that's pretty much all we got. So we'll see you with the Battle of B, which will probably end up being the longest segment of the show somehow. Yeah. Unless you count the weekly rant and the this and the Jick segment as one, which you could. But we'll see you with the Battle of B. Hello and welcome to Babylon B. Yeah. Oh, so, oh, that was wow. So this <laughs> week we have lots of good articles. Yes. So did this one. God compensates Job with six hundred dollars stimulus check. 
I would compensate Job a lot more. Yeah. Oh, here's a good one. Congress finally reaches stimulus agreement. Every American will receive a coupon for $5 off at Applebee's. <laughs> Let's see, what else do we have? Donald Trump is the Babylon Bee's Christian of the Year 2020. Oh. For the third year in a row, the Babylon Bee is proud to present our coveted Christian of the Year award to Donald J. Trump. In 2020, dedicated pastors led their churches through a brutal pandemic. Bold missionaries gave their lives to spread the gospel overseas. Anonymous Christians served their communities without fame or fanfare. Only one man has stood against the spiritual attack of fake news and rigged elections, Donald J. Trump. The devil threw everything he could at God's chosen man, from a Russia hoax and phony impeachment to Twitter censorship and Antifa riots. Trump stood bravely against them all, fighting back with the light of truth and his massive rallies. He even managed to deliver us a life-saving vaccine in record time, even though none of us will take it because it's probably the mark of the beast. This year, we, we dedicate this award to our eternal gratitude and our eternal gratitude to the man who did more for black Americans than Lincoln and more for Christianity than Jesus. He is the funniest president of all time and perhaps the greatest man who ever lived. Runners up, Sidney Powell, Rudy Giuliani, Jerry Falwell Jr., Rick Warren, Beth Moore, The Mandalorian, Ben Shapiro, Joel Olstein's Inspiration Cube, and Elon Musk. Wow. That's, that's pretty good. Jupiter and Saturn fined for not obeying social distancing. FDA approves fake vaccine for staged photo shoots. All right, let's let's get our other one that we were reading. The Journalist's Guide to Reporting on Politicians. Greetings, fellow journalists. Reporting on politicians is hard. There are so many standards floating around out there. Single standards, double standards. Researchers say they are close to making a breakthrough on triple standards. So how do we brave reporters know how to report on something a politician does? We don't have absolute moral principles to guide us after all. But have no fear, we carefully studied the best reporting of the last four years and came up with these simple guidelines for how to report on a scandal or development for any Democrat or Republican politician. If the person is Republican, has a doctorate, referred to as Mr. or literally Satan, referred to as Doctor, may she live forever, gets a haircut. You know who else got hair haircuts? Hitler. Democrat. Yes. Bombs a country, Republican, warmonger, Democrat, Nobel Peace Prize, has no experience. Republican, he has no experience. If person is Democrat, wow, look at all the intersectional boxes he checks. Questions lecturing results. Dangerous attack on democracy. Democrat, stunning and brave, not my president. Accused of sexual misconduct. Republican, believe all women. Democrat, cricket. Chirp, 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 chirp. Hunt is a baby. Republican, we must impeach. Democrat, powerful statement in support of women's rights. Has mostly female staff. Republican, a subjugator of women. Democrat, an empowerer of women. People die of virus on his watch. 
Every death in human history is his fault. Democrat, give him an, give him an Emmy. Nice. Let's see. We need a few more here. Horde of vengeful animatronics breaks out of closed down Disneyland to attack Governor Newsom. <laughs> New Calvinist video game. Just 40 hours of non-interactive cutscenes. Moderna vaccine rejected since it also works on white people. We can't have that. Taco Bell unveils Doritos Locos vaccine. Is that some sort of diarrhea vaccine or something? <laughs> A vaccine that gives you diarrhea? Alright, for our last article. Dad, excited to see what he got his kids for Christmas. <laughs> Oregon. Local father Bradley Wendell announced Thursday that he just can't wait to find out what he got his kids for Christmas. Oh man, I hope it's a Lego set, he said as he shook a box under the tree labeled To Aiden from Dad. I've been wanting to build that X-Wing set forever. He went around the bottom of the tree, picking up every box and trying to figure out what he got each of his children for Christmas. I'm pretty sure this one's a video game, he says, as he picked up a small rectangular box that contained a video game. I think that's something I would have gotten them. He then came across a light, larger rectangular box that didn't rattle when he took the package. Oh man, clothes, he said disappointedly. Why did I get him clothes? I can do better than that. At publishing time, he had started guessing what it is his, he got his wife for Christmas as well. That is the end of the Babylon Bee segment. If you have a Babylon Bee article you want us to talk about in the anniversary episode, you can do so. Email us at email 4 and 5 gmail.com. See you next week for the blooper to end all bloopers episode. And have a Merry Christmas. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Weekly Encouragement. For more episodes, you can look into our archives and subscribe to us on YouTube so you don't miss our episode videos. You can follow us on Facebook at the Weekly Encouragement with Andrew and William. You can follow me on follower William J. Cox at Solar Patrol. And you can follow the podcast on Parlor at the Weekly Encouragement Podcast. At the Weekly Encouragement. If you have any questions, comments, or whatever, you can contact us at therandomemail415 at gmail.com. And you can learn more at theweeklyencouragement.square.site. You can also become a monthly supporter of this podcast by going to anchor.fm slash encouragement. All of your contributions go towards funding, advertisement, and new equipment. We do not keep a cent for ourselves. Talk to you next week. Bye. See ya. You get to try to keep yourself alive, but if you die, don't don't freak out.